And we are live here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. What's up, guys? Nick from P2W Fantasy on the weekly show here with Kevin. Took a, took a week off last week and kind of improvised um, as I hit the 30 mark. Uh, it was an unfortunate turn of events, but all went went well with that. Um, Kevin, Kevin, back together. Uh, feels like it's been a while. Hasn't really been that long. Uh, talk to this guy like every single day. Uh, what, what's been up with you? What's been up? What's been new? Anything? Uh, you know, not really. Just hanging out. I'm enjoying my my. I'm doing pretty well in my fantasy league, so I, I like that. A lot of my uh, C2C leagues for the Debbie side, I'm doing well in. And other than that, just enjoying time with family and you know, hanging out. Dog days of October and getting ready for uh, Halloween. Like that's that's the big one coming up. Uh, I don't do the whole family Halloween uh, costumes. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't take uh, you as that. Are you that? Are you that guy? No, no. And okay. you know, I I did I did get scolded for it because. My wife, she uh, she bought like the she was gonna be like older Moana, and then Mila, my daughter, was gonna be little Moana, and it looks super cute. It's super cool. They're like, go be Maui from Moana, and I was like, absolutely not. Um, I couldn't do it. <laughs> uh, I thought maybe of doing something stupid and being like the grandma or something, but no, I'll probably end up being like I don't know. I have no idea. I'll probably end up being like something stupid like Batman while they're Moana. But uh, what, what about your family? They got the costumes all, all sorted out. My daughters have gone through three costumes already, so that's been fun to buy. Uh, so they want to be fire trucks, and now they're uh, PJ Mask, and I think now they want to be something else. So we'll see. I, I think I've the PJ Mask now, Catboy, and whatever the hell the other guy's name is. Uh, so th- th- we'll see how that goes. But no, we're just going to do the trunk or treat, hang out. But it's good for the kids; they like it. Absolutely. I mean, um, it feels like a full week of of, of Halloween sometimes yeah. um, with the kids in different outfits and. We're supposed to have like a get together at the house here. Um, found out about that I think yesterday, but uh, sounds like that should be okay. But yeah, looking looking forward to a Halloween week here. Um, big horror fan, big big Halloween guy myself. Um, and I and I thought about it. We uh, we have a huge topic today surrounded uh, around cuts cuts potentially for redraft. And I could have made like a cool like horror Halloween theme out of it, but I'm just not that creative. But uh, <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, before we kick things off, always want to make sure that I uh, give a shout out to the Fantasy Points Media Group and Fantasy Points just in general. The 101, in my opinion, of websites. They have everything you're looking for for fantasy in one spot. Uh, go check that out, fantasypoints.com slash subscribe. They already have a discount because it's already been seven weeks of football, so you can use an additional discount with my promo code 21WIN10, and I'm on there every single day. So uh, trying to mix things up, I think we'll have a pretty fun episode here today. So a bulk of it is we'll go through a list of guys that some people may be debating on either benching or just cutting in general for redraft. And we're talking about just standard, maybe your home league or um, your traditional 10 or 12 person league with not a ton of roster spots. I know a lot of us play in these deep dynasty leagues where we're rostering like high school kids and things like that. But we're just talking about like standard fantasy leagues here. So we'll go through a list of potential cuts I uh, got a couple mailbag questions for those that wanted to shoot those to us. And then, uh, per usual, Kevin and I will go through one of our starts of the week. But thanks for joining us. Stick with us here. Uh, I play to win no 
fear to give. I feel what I can't forgive. I go all in this time. Yeah, I won't regret. I'll pick the best on trip. They don't understand. I play to win. Yeah, I play to win. I play to win. Yeah, yeah, I play to win. I play to win. Oh, I play to win. I play to win. Yeah, yeah, I play to win. I play to win. All right, so kicking things off, I have a long list of guys. We won't go too deep into all of these guys. I probably shocked uh, you with this long list of players <laughs> yet have the deep analysis on all of them. But what we're looking at here is people that may be considered as cuts. So people that maybe you want to make some waiver moves and you want to cut ties with some underperformers. And we're going to talk about whether we think we should just cut them completely uh, or, or otherwise. And we'll go through a little bit of stats here. And then just some brief opinions on a bunch of names that uh, I've seen up for debate for uh, cut potential. Um, the first one, Kevin, that I have on the list, and most of these guys should be above 50% roster ship, let's say on ESPN. Some are uh, below, but they have received some good hypes or might have been on some waiver shows before. But the first one here, Rondale Morris. So he's had one game above 6.7 the last five weeks. He's had seven targets and five catches across the last two weeks, which hasn't been great. That's not a ton of involvement. So, uh, again, standard redraft uh, league here. Uh, we cutting Rondale more at this point? Yeah, I think you are, at least if you have a shorter bench, because I think you'd rather have Christian Kirk, right? And I think the last time I looked, Christian Kirk is actually rostering less leagues than, than uh, Rondale. It's, it's close. And, and, and I think the biggest thing with Rondale, we thought, I mean, I know a lot of people didn't think AJ Green was going to stay healthy, but he stayed healthy. So he's getting the targets. Uh, Kirk's kind of came out of nowhere and he's gotten his targets. We know Hopkins is going to be Hopkins. And now with Ertz being there, that's going to hurt Rondo even more because you're going to see more targets. You saw it last week. Ertz just scored two touchdowns. I, you know, in, in my mind, I don't know how you could start Rondale more. I don't know if you are starting, even in deeper leagues. Like, you're, you're realistically, it's a boomer bust play. So I understand if you have injuries, but in redraft, I don't think you keep him on the roster. Yeah, I don't think so either, um, unless somebody's out of the mix completely due to injury or something like that. But yeah. like you said with Kirk, you know, I haven't traditionally been a big Kirk guy, but he's had some nice games 24 points, 17.4. He's had 18.5 and 15 the last two weeks. So he looks to yeah. be the guy. Uh, between the two, if you want to roster one, it's going to be him. And then, like you said with Zach Ertz, I, I, that's just another guy in the mix. He had a nice game last week. Um, it seems like the the Cardinals are really spreading the ball out. Even even the Hopkins owners or managers, sorry, uh, get um, a little bit annoyed with that sometimes. So I think Rondale Moore is a decent cut. I think the big appeal before was like, they're going to use this guy in so many different ways. And he's going to run the ball and line up all over the yeah. field, which like kind of is the point, but... Yeah, it just hasn't been enough. Well, I think with the emergence of Chase, Edmonds doing well. Connor, James Connor, you know, give, yeah. give him a shout out. He's playing well. Uh, and I don't think they need him as much. I don't think his usage is going to be there. So that, that's to me, I like more, but more is a next year play. So, like, that's not really a this year play in terms of that. And so, yeah, I think Kirk being in there, scoring the touchdowns. And I think Kim and Murray have that good, that actually good, they have a good connection, those two guys. So, Moore's on the outside looking in right now. And until there's an injury or something like that, I don't think, I don't see how he can be on a roster. I think we're on the same page with Rondale Moore, so we can move forward. This one's interesting because there was a lot of preseason hype. He had the quad picks that came out. I think he had the baseball cap with the quad picks, which was <laughs> crazy. That was a big picture day for him. Uh, but it's Mike Davis. So yeah. it's interesting because last week he played about 60% of the snaps, but he only had four total touches, which is not good. Uh, he's had a season high of 133 with an average of 9.7 fantasy points. 
the one thing that stands out to me with Mike Davis is that the schedule doesn't really ease up at any point where they're like, hey, this is going to be a big day where they can just run the ball and pound the rock. So um, some people have asked, you know, I, he's not performing well, but running backs are thin. Uh, other people have said move on and find guys that are projected a little bit higher. What's, what's your take here on, on Mike Davis? Yeah, I you know I I have no Mike Davis on any roster of mine. Uh, I never was really a big believer in him based on where he was going, uh, and I know that's kind of the you know everybody says that, but I really don't. I think uh, in PPR it's really Patterson, right? Cordero Patterson is the dude there, and so when you're looking at basically who he is as a runner, if he's not going to get the receiving work, and he got no targets, that's that's incredible. Uh, I I want to say he's a hold though, like just in case, but. If you if you're at a roster and it's small, I don't mind dropping him uh, to be honest with you. But that running back position is pretty scarce. So like when you're looking at running backs on your waiver wire, you know, can you afford to drop him? I think that's the question you have to ask yourself. Uh, but if you can, I don't mind it. But he might be a hold for me just in case. I mean, Patterson goes down now. Mike Davis is that guy right away. They have nothing else there. Pitts is going to eat in the targets as well. I think we've seen that. But I think he's a holdish last cut if you if you can. But again, I, I don't try to cut my running backs very fast. I like to I like to wait and see, and then especially with like an injury, it's almost like you're a handcuff right now. Okay, if Patterson goes down, then we have Davis. Currently rostered ESPN eighty point five percent of leagues. I'd oh, imagine wow. that he would get picked up right away, and maybe he's not utilized. But you saw some glimpses of some decent things: seven catches week two, and then weeks four and five he had. Uh, 13 carries in both two catches in those games. So better volume yeah. there. But I think right now I'm, I'm the same. I'm not going to completely cut the guy because he'll just get uh, picked up right away. Um, but I think it's going to take Patterson just being involved less. So you don't want an injury ever in, uh, in the world of any sports, but it, it might actually take that. And the funny thing is just speaking on Patterson, I was like thinking about this as you were talking, everybody was chasing the James Robinson this year before the season started, like who's the next James Robinson. And we had all these JV and Hawkins and like all these like random guys. People were like, that's going to be the next James Robinson next year. It'll be interesting to see if like everybody's looking for that next Patterson, this like 30 year old player that's going to pop for the first time in his career or something like that. But, uh, um, it, yeah. is Pat I I go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say how many, uh, how many freaking stupid articles do we have to read? It said next, uh, next J James Robinson in the off season. Like every, I swear to God, every single article I read has something like that, but it's funny. Cause these guys pop out and it, it, it's like, that. this is why fantasy it's luck, right? Like there's a little bit of luck that goes involved in this. Like when we're being, if we're being honest, uh, that that's a big one. There, there's some luck involved. So I do think that, but you know, I, I just laughed, you know, it's like that every year. It's just, you know, it's funny. It's just funny. That's all. Because in reality, really, how many people really matter in fantasy? 20 guys, right? Like the top 20. And those guys don't relatively change that much. Like, unless they mm -hmm. get hurt, obviously. But when we're really like, we're all arguing over these wide receiver two threes, you know, fours, running back threes and fours, they don't matter where shit. No tight end matters either, have we figured out. So, like, when you're a little realistic looking at this, it just it makes me laugh. I, I know I'm getting old and, and cranky today, but I, I will just say, like, it just makes me laugh when you bring that up because I remember just seeing that. It's like, ah, you know, there, there, there's no James Robinson. You got to be careful with these 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 takes you get out here. Yeah, I think I think the 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 focus on hunting versus like just like prioritize prioritizing what actually is going to be an actual thing. Um, you kind of got to figure out how you're, how you're going to spend your time digging, uh, yes. at, at times. And, um, 
streaming is one thing, but, you know, making crazy trades and, uh, you know, reaching in rookie drafts and things like that because of uh, some hype that comes out, um, even for this rookie draft class. Like I, I saw so much hype on, including myself at times with different guys, you know, like I was a massive Elijah Moore guy and, and I think he's a great dynasty asset still, but like the amount of reaches you saw early on, just because people want to call that like, Oh, I called this seventh round guy to be an actual thing. And then, you know, how many rookies are, are actual things that are great stream or uh, plays every week. It's, it's a small amount. Um, yeah. But yeah, Mike, Mike Davis, Mike Davis, I think. So Rondale Moore, I think we both said probably a cut right now. Mike Davis, I think probably bench him and, and just uh, hold on until you have to make a roster change. Uh, yeah. Next guy, next guy is interesting because um, one of my home leagues, uh, he just went available and he sat there. Nobody's picked him up yet, um, but he's projected like 12.3, which is interesting. But he's had an iffy, iffy season, especially after um, the season he had last year. And that's Robbie Anderson. So I, I actually had a, an interesting tweet. And it just it touches on Robbie Anderson from last year. But I, I looked at weeks one through seven, the fantasy leaders, and then what they finished as weeks one through 16. So Anderson had a good season. He was the RB, or I'm sorry, the wide receiver seven at this point of the year last year. And then he finished as the wide receiver 15. Uh, not the case this year, though. The last four weeks, the targets have been okay. I mean, they've been, I'm not even okay. They've been actually really good. 11, 7, 11, and 9. But the highest he has scored is 10.1 with two out of four uh, of those last games being five or less fantasy points. He's projected 12.3, yeah. but he's been an absolute, I mean, he's been kind of killing fantasy rosters. Is, is he a guy that needs to be cut at this point of the year? Nick, I'm out. I'm out on uh, Robbie Anderson. Just, I, I think that. That offense is a mess. Darnold has not looked great, so I'll be the first to admit, like, I'm a Darnold guy, but he just has not looked good. They need CMC back. I think that's the key. I, yes. think he, 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 I yes. mean, we know that. He plays a huge role in that offense, so we have that. Nobody uh, mentions that, though. They just say Darnold's, Darnold just sucks, yeah. which, like, he, he's been pretty bad. He's been pretty bad, but the, the offense missing their absolute no-contest best player it's different. It is different. And guys got to step up. But yeah, go, go ahead. Just You're only as good as the guys around you. I mean, and we know Darnold's not going to be elevating his players. We've never said that. And so you need other elevators and that's going to be CMC. And I think the other thing is like, I think we underestimated how many targets Moore was going to get this year. So, yeah. you know, DJ Moore's got 73 targets already. So at a certain point, and then you're going to have Hubbard in there and those other groups. So to me, I, I'm out on Robbie though, just based on what he has. I, I you can't really rely on him, right? Like he has one catch, he has one game where he had 57 yards, right? And that that was because he had a 57 yard touchdown. That was literally it. After that, you really can't rely on this guy. And with the wide receiver position, man, you could go pick up Khalif Raymond, and he's already. I think he's finished higher than Robbie already. So like, what is the point of rostering a guy like this? He should have technically probably been on the roster already. Yeah, I. I struggle because my my big thing, my big separator all the time for tight ends and wide receivers, running backs, whatever, is targets all the time. I said, hey, if the targets are there, it'll come. But, I mean, he's had 20 in the last two weeks. But, again, if you started Robbie Anderson anywhere in your fantasy team, he scored 6.8, 1.8. He scored 5 in, in week 5, 4.4 this last week. Why not just take a, a, a throw – at a guy like we mentioned Christian Kirk earlier, he's still rostered under 50% of leagues. You've seen him pop this season. And if a guy's getting six targets in comparison to Robbie Anderson's 11, but he's doing so much more with it, then I'm 
I'm out too. I'm out too. And the thing is, like, I see it in my one of my home leagues. He's just sitting there, and a lot of people, all you do is click on the player and you look at his games and you say, man, if I would have played this guy in any of these weeks, I would have got burned. And I, I, I rather take shots on guys that we've actually seen have 13 plus weeks. And we haven't seen that out of Robbie Anderson. And it's crazy that last year, again, he was at one point, the what wide receiver seven, I think I said, and then later the wide receiver 15 at the end of the year, but things change. And that was probably his best ever year. Um, and yeah. he wasn't really great before, but, uh, I think I'm out as well, and a lot of people might contest that and say, well, it's about targets, but it, it's actually about production. Um, and seven weeks is not seven weeks is not the biggest of sample sizes, but you kind of know where we're at seven weeks in. Yeah, we know. Like, this is it. This is where, we, I mean, yeah. I keep see, here seeing people put like, oh, be patient. Man, I am, you're two and five. That's not being patient anymore. Like, that, that's where you got to kind of make some moves and be there. I think realistically, we're out on him, like I would be, and just, you know, you move on. Uh, and there's a lot of other guys. Hey, even a sneaky play is like Jamal Agnew. He's getting more target. I mean, he's getting the targets and, and the production. These are guys like, we're like, who the hell is Jamal Agnew? But hey, you and, know and, what? He's doing it. And, and a weird, uh, weird sleeper thing. If you play in IDP leagues, you can actually play him, I think, as a DB still. <laughs> that's a, that's a little bit of a cheat code there, just uh, throwing that out there for any of you like uh, IDP players. But yeah, you can actually slot him into the DB spot. Um, next one touches at home, touches at home here. And it's been the hottest uh, topic. And I think, I think without knowing what you're going to say, I think we might have the same pointer here, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But Got to talk about Allen Robinson, and it's interesting because I think for the first time all season now, if you look at ESPN projections for the week, he's projected 9.8, and Darnell Mooney is projected 10.2. It's the first time, I think, all year that Mooney has been projected more on the ESPN app, at least, uh, over Allen Robinson, which is like the change of guards, kind of, even though this offense has been terrible for fantasy. Um, but yeah, he's never scored more than 10.4 fantasy points, which is not good. Uh, the targets are sporadic. They range from like three to seven. And, you know, some of the games have been kind of game script and other games have been, they're just not good. And they're all over the place. The bears have been extremely frustrating. Um, but what's your take here on Allen Robinson? Is he a cut for redraft? Oh yeah. My Allen. Uh, gosh, the thing I saw today is something about Allen Robinson is like, who are you cutting him for? Right. So like, that's a good point. That's got to be the big point. Like, if, if, if yeah, I, man, I love Allen Robinson, but he has really let us down, right? Like, yeah. and, and he has. So, like, for example, and what I did for this one out here, cause I, cause I care about the people out there, uh, I looked at like my really, really small home league. It's a four player bench. It's basically, it's on ESPN. So, you know, it's kind of trash. Uh, but we were on there. So, I was looking at Allen Robinson. So, you could cut Allen Robinson out right now for Kadarius Tony, Michael Gallup, who's coming back. Brandon Ayuk, Marquez Callaway, AJ Green, Jalen Rieger, Rondell Moore, Rashad Bateman. So would you? So about those guys, there's some I probably would. I I might I might cut him for Rashad Bateman. I know that's crazy to say, but I think I would cut him for Rashad Bateman. Uh, Ayuk, I'm out on Ayuk right now. He is in the doghouse. But like AJ Green is doing better than him, right? And a higher prolific offense from what we've seen. So like. I don't know. Would you cut him for those guys? Like, so are you Gallup, Tony, Green, um, DJ, or excuse me, uh, Bateman, those type of guys? 
You know, Bateman, I kind of agree on just seeing that, like, two games in a row, six targets for him. And then the second game, he, I think he scored 11 fantasy points, but he's doing nothing but progress in that offense. Yeah. But the one, the one thing I saw a lot today, and it's probably a bunch of – it was funny because I actually saw something uh, from a Bears person, and he said something that uh, he received a call that the Bears – are shopping now, Allen Robinson. And then I clicked on his profile. He got like, I swear to God, he got like, I don't even know, 4,000 likes or something like that. And he was just a fan. I'm pretty sure he was just a fan. So yeah. he tweeted something that, that caught fire. But do you think that here's a, a random thing, not on, not on our, you know, show sheet here that I uh, send to you, but do you think there's a chance that they, they cut ties with him before the season ends? And then maybe that kind of has a fantasy implication in itself. So the one thing I will say about that is I thought so, but the way the NFL comp pick works, if he actually finishes out the year, they get a higher comp pick for him than they would if they traded him. Uh, and it's weird. So like, unless they get something back, that's that's legitimate. Like, could they maybe get a Cooper deal where we went to the Cowboys for a first? I don't know based on the way he's playing, right? He might be able to hmm. do that, but it looks like if they let him just finish the season out, they'll get a higher comp pick for him than if they trade him right now, which says everything you need to know about NFL. They got to fix that. But if that's the case, then there's really no point for the bears to move them. Right. Like, because if they can get a higher comp yeah. pick, what they can move them, if they can move them higher, that'd be great. Uh, but you know, you know, I will say this, you know, you can make the excuses that the quarterback play has been awful. The offense is great. It hasn't been great. Allen Robinson does not look like he gave a shit on that field either. Like there are some times when you're like, there is no motor there. So like as a professional, and I'm not going to question anybody's professionalism. I'm drinking out of a, you know, a dino cup right now that my daughter's is, but you know, you gotta be out there and you gotta like, you have to show that you want to be out there. He's his, his route running. You watch him more nighted, but the route running doesn't look like mm -hmm. it's there. It doesn't look like he's in tune. I know he doesn't want to be there because he wanted a new contract. So the other teams got to look at that too and say, well, what kind of guy are we going to get right now? Like, is this guy going to come ready to play? You would expect him to play harder because it's a con. You can go get a bag, right? Like that's the whole point, but he's not doing that. So that, I think that worries me too. So I, you know, if I'm a team, do I want to give up a first for him? He's not Cooper. He's not young. Like Cooper was when they gave up that first. Uh, so I don't think they're going to get a comp pick back for him. Yeah. That, that's a good point because I knew nothing to be honest, to be honest, I, I, I don't know much about um, any of that. So that's a, that's a good piece in itself right there. Um, I, I will say one encouraging sign is the last three weeks, they're letting fields throw the ball more uh, 20 week five, 20 attempts, then 27 and then 32 this last week. And again, they, you know, they sucked against the Buccaneers. Um, I know they've been bad lately and, and the offense isn't looking great. I still, I still just feel, I don't know. I feel wrong about cutting them still. And, and I feel like even in my standard, like I look at my own home league teams, I feel like I have that one guy on the edge of my bench. That's like a, a handcuff or like if somebody gets hurt, like he's a, he's a guy that might end up being something and maybe that's worth the while, but I, I still feel like, I don't know. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a weird subject because I feel bad telling people to cut somebody that we've historically seen be very good. But at the same time, if they can go out and grab somebody that they can actually use and you can't use this guy right now, it's a weird dilemma for me. And, um, I would just hate personally, I would just like hate to tell somebody like cut him, And then somehow things like kind of progressively get better. The targets go up. He's making a touchdown play once every three weeks now or something like that. So yeah, I might say 
unless you are in a league that has like four bench spots, if you got your traditional like five to seven, I'm just leaving him at the end. Don't play him. There's no reason to play him right now. But I would say out of this list I sent Kevin, he's one of the only guys we've historically seen do it. So even yeah. though it, it looks bad, I think I'm just going to leave him on the edge. Leave him on the edge of the bench. Um, yeah. It just depends on who you drop him for. That's all I say. Yeah. If, you, if you have yeah. faith in Bateman and you think you can get 10 points a game, I don't mind dropping it right now. Especially if you're in the middle, you're yeah. three and four, four and three. I, hey, you can do it. I, I wouldn't hate you for it. Yeah. I would just make sure, though, when you're doing that, that you had to drop Allen Robinson. You couldn't drop, I don't <laughs> yeah. know, like me. I'm still hanging on to Elijah Moore and like what? Yeah. Robbie, you got. Robbie Anderson and Allen Robinson. Uh, you got to juggle one of them. Just drop Robbie Anderson. But uh, we'll, we'll kick uh, the speed up on some of these other ones. These other ones are kind of easier. Or maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Tyler Boyd, last three games, he's at 6.4, 1.7, and 7.9 with 5.3 and 7 targets. Um, I'll make it short and simple for myself. We've seen him be decent when he gets the targets, and and we've seen him have games with nine and eleven targets, and and when he does get the volume, he does okay in the flex position. Uh, if you look at the the Cincinnati schedule, Cleveland, Las Vegas, Pittsburgh, the Chargers, Baltimore, Kansas City are all left on the schedule. I think that has the opportunity to have some some games where they might have to throw and spread the rock a little bit more, and I know that. You know, Jamar Chase is the absolute focus right now, and T. Higgins just had 15 targets in their last game. But I think – I still think I'm hanging on to Tyler Boyd. I think just because, like, when we when we saw T. Higgins out the one week, he he had an amazing game. And we've seen Tyler Boyd be very good in the past with Joe Burrow. Um, but, again, he's kind of just hanging at the end, edge of your bench right now unless you have a big injury issue with your wide receivers or it's a big matchup against the Chiefs where they're going to throw the ball 50 times or something like that. But – uh I'm going to hang on to Tyler Boyd right now, but are, are you cutting ties with him? Uh, you know, he, he did get seven targets in the, in that, in that win against Baltimore. Uh, I, I I'm going to hold on to Tyler. I, I like Tyler, but you know, the chase emergence really hurts him in, 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 yeah. in this league. Yeah. And, and Higgins, Higgins is a one B guy too. Like I'm not down on Higgins. Like some are, I think that he can, especially in this offense with Burrow, these guys tied together. I think that's a good offense to be in, especially if they're going to throw the ball as much as they do. Uh, I would say, like like you said, matchups are good. I, I could see this. You know, you could see it here. Higgins has been banged up, and they don't have really – listen, Uzuma is a nice story, but he's not – like, he's a touchdown-dependent story. Like, so yeah. If, yeah. he's not taking away targets from these guys. Uh, I will say, like, if they do start targeting Evans and Perina, those guys in the backfield, that, you know, that's going to hurt him a little bit there. But I still think that based on buys, what you're looking at, he's a solid flex play if you have to. So I'm not dropping him yet. Based on even those guys that we just talked about, if, if you're dropping him for any of those guys, I think you're going to lose uh, in terms of fantasy production. All right. O OBJ's had talk of shoulder injuries, injuries with an S, I guess. Um but no plans for surgery for him. Uh, he's had games of scoring 13.7, 5.1, 4.0, 12.9, 4.3 fantasy points. He's averaging 6.6 .6 targets per game. Odell Beckham Jr., are you hanging on to this guy? 
I'm out. OB, OBJ, I'm out of you, uh, especially with that offense. If it's banged up, they look like the running ball. We know the usage is going to be there in terms of the, you know, the running backs. Nick Chubb's coming back. And if Baker's not Baker, I mean, that's a legitimate injury he has right now in, in his non-throwing shoulder. And I like Case Keenum. I mean, you picked up Case Keenum in our league because you thought you were good. Uh, and, you know, Case Keenum is Case Keenum, right? Like, Let's yep. be real. Like he's a he's he's who we saw him on last week. Like he's okay. He'll he'll be he'll be fine. But you're not getting high scoring fantasy production. So OBJ becomes a no. touchdown dependent guy. And I don't even remember the last time OBJ scored a touchdown. I, I couldn't even tell you off the top of my head. It's been so long. Uh, so if that's what you're looking for and you're looking at that, so I, I'm out on OBJ. I, I just don't see how you can do it. Yeah, he scored last week, week four in 2020. That's the last time he scored. That was, of course, against my Dallas Cowboys. Uh, so oh. that, that was the last time OBJ scored. I, I just, for me, I'm out. I'm out. And that uh, Case Keenum pickup was one of those like, hey, does somebody need a quarterback <laughs> that you'll throw like something I can I do need for. a quarterback. I need, hey, uh, hey. I need, I need Jalen Hurts. That's who I need in that league think yeah i do have him and, and sam have. darnold and sam darnold i don't need I'm, sam darnold i'm out oh, man uh but uh obj name values there maybe in a home league but otherwise if you can't find some sort of deal that you can package something else and him in then i'm fine with it too i i really am and a lot of people will kind of get mad about that but at the same time he's he's dealing with these shoulder things that are going on he's not going to fix these shoulder issues he's not going to have surgery he's not going to miss um, weeks to rehab or anything like that. And he's not important to this offense. And that's a, I can say that's a, that's a hot take, but he, he's really not, he's really not. They, they run this offense in a very particular way. And yeah. I'm fine taking a shot on some other guys on, on waivers at this point, just because again, he, he had the one week that was like, okay, but like scoring 5.1, 4.0, 4.3, what is that doing for your fantasy team? And at this point yeah. of the year, you might be, Two and five. I'm I'm two and five in one of my home leagues that I went to the championship in last year, and it's pissing me off. I'm not gonna take my chance on OBJ. I'm just not. I can't. I can't. So I'm out too. I'm out too. Um, next guy was supposed to be the RB one in the system. Uh, he was supposed to take away so much from the the other running back <laughs> in the system, and uh, um, you know he's got all these like cool videos that come out. He's he's a good character. He's a good guy. He really seems to be that way. But it's it's Jamal Williams. And uh, this note on ESPN, I quoted it. It said, continue to roll him out as a solid flex play. That was from ESPN. And I, I don't know about that. I don't know about that because he started out really hot. 25 points week one, 14.7 uh, in week three. But he's had three straight games now, 8.5 or less fantasy points. He had 12 touches last game. He had five the week prior. Uh, there was passing involvement in week one, but that's gone out the window. I think that has to do with Swift. Week one was not 100% healthy, and now we see DeAndre Swift is getting targeted like a wide receiver one uh, and getting a lot of touches. Jamal Williams, are you, are you hanging on to this guy in uh, in redraft leagues? Uh, yes, I'm going to hang on to him in redraft leagues. Like I just talked about with running backs, uh, I'm going to hang on to him because if Swift does go down, you know that this guy's going to be a low-end running back just because of volume. So what we've seen with Swift, I think you have to. He's one of those guys there. But I will say this. I'm going to go on a little mini rant for a second. Uh, I tweet out something like, where are the Jamal Williams truthers out there? And some people got mad at me, and they said uh -oh. he's, already, he's already returned on investment. Listen, if you're going to say that after he had 25 points in week one, and then he had 14 in week three, but after that he hasn't scored more than, more than eight points in, in this week. He hasn't returned on investment. You want points per game, not total points. 
Stop using total points as your argument for, oh, he returned on investment. I'm sorry, he didn't return on investment week six when he got you 1.9 points. I bet you felt good about that investment when you lost that game. So stop using the, you know, oh, total points. Of course, he's already, I think he said, oh, well, he's running back, whatever. His ADP was this, so he's already returned. That's not how this works. I'm sorry. And then someone's like, well, he's a nice guy. That's great. But I like winning money and I like uh, <laughs> winning my matchups. And to me, he's not there yet. He hasn't, unless, unless he's gone down to what Swift and Swift, you know, we both know he was dealing with that groin injury. So he's dealing yeah. with an injury the first three weeks. That's why you got the usage that you've seen. And now that he hasn't really dealt with that, he's not going to get the, the usage. And he's not going to get any targets. Like, there's not going to be any targets. The reason why he got eight targets or nine targets that first game is because of the game script the way it was. And Swift was dealing with injuries. You know where those targets are going to go when he's not doing the injury? Oh, shit, Swift. So that is that is the deal. Like, it was the injury. And that was just the game script the way it looks. And that's where Williams is at. But I'm still holding him because he has that upside if, if Swift's down. He does. He does. He has the, the upside to be used in the passing game. He'll get the necessary touches to be relevant. But uh, I disagree with what was said there about, like, continue to plug him into your flex position. No, he hasn't been flex-worthy since weeks one and three, and that, that was it. That was it. And I completely agree with everything you're saying. And, and uh, as far as return on investment, we play in a long season, man. And, and, and sometimes, <laughs> like, having that one great week, I guess it won you that one game, but uh, we, we win and lose games throughout the season that don't necessarily dictate, you know, off of one game that we made the playoffs. Sometimes it might, I, I guess, if the, you know, in the bigger scheme of things. But we, we do know that he's going to get the bulk of work if, if Swift's out of the picture. So he's just a stash, but I'm I'm not playing him if both are healthy. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm out on that. I'll say that. But, uh, again, the, the running back position is super thin and, you know, some people right now are, are banking on Boston Scott having a huge week now that Miles uh, are, are being a big value. And I think that says something in itself that if, if people are, you know, rushing and spending fab on Boston Scott, you know, being a, a potential 1A, 1B, and, you know, probably the B part of it, then uh, that kind of says something for the running back position just in general. It kind of goes into our next thing uh, here. Neheim Hines, that's another guy, another running back that a lot of people have been juggling. Do I keep him? Do I cut him? Uh, pass catcher, I wrote this on my notes, pass catcher with a bunch of ex, uh, not ex explanation, but a bunch of question marks. The last four games, he's had four total catches. JT has had 10 in that span. Uh, he had 18.9 fantasy points uh, back in week three, and then all games 3.2 or less after. Um there's some decent games on the schedule like Buffalo and Tampa Bay that that's weeks 11 and 12. Maybe he's got some potential in those games to be a flex play. I, I don't know though. I don't know. I, I feel really iffy about Hines just for the fact that JT is out catching him right now. And that, that's what we thought Hines was going to be is just a, a pass catching running back. What, what's your thoughts on, on keeping him or, or, or cutting him? No, I agree. You got to cut him. He's not one of these running backs I'm going to stay with because they're using Marlon Mack in a way that I think that if JT went down, Marlon Mack would probably get that usage a little bit more, right? So, like, you're not looking at Hines being you know, all that next guy. And, dude, he dropped some balls. He's dropped a couple touchdowns. Sam Francisco, he dropped that touchdown the week before he dropped a touchdown. Like, he hasn't been playing well at all. He's not that flex guy that everybody thinks he was last year. So, to keep it simple, I don't think you'll get the usage. I think they're going to – now, as much as Frank Reich kills me with Taylor's usage, especially in the first half of games, they are getting more involved in the passing game. And so, that's a, that's a plus to see. I think all of those things with Mac, everything coming back there, if Hilton comes back, Pittman's look better. Hines is out of the picture now. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, um, 
I'm off for Hines. Even even if Marlon Mack gets dealt somewhere, I, I feel like Jonathan Taylor's catching more passes. Then what's what's your purpose right now? I I don't I don't see one. Um, where do you want Mack to go? If you had to pick, like where would you? Fa- Ravens too easy? Is the Ravens too easy? But they just got Ingram, so I guess they're not going to go there. Where would you want Mack to go if he even has a spot? trying to think who actually will use him um Miami maybe but they're kind of you know they're bad like maybe. I don't know where that man that, that's on. a that's an interesting question I'm, that's that's the thing like when I was thinking of like I've here I keep hearing Mac oh he's gonna get traded like you know with with the Niners having Elijah Mitchell those guys that are there I don't see them going there uh Denver no Houston, no. It doesn't seem like Houston. They're, they're they're just tanking. It doesn't matter. Contenders, maybe maybe the Bills, maybe the Bills. But it, I mean, really, they have Moss and Singletary. It's kind of the same guy. Moss been yeah. Moss been Moss been okay. What about uh? I had I had somebody in mind here. What about the what about the Seahawks? If Carson was to miss mm. more time, do you? I mean, Collins hasn't been terrible, but he hasn't been like electrifying. I, I don't know. But then they brought Penny back. I don't know. I, I think people want Mac to be traded somewhere more so for their dynasty leagues. I think that's like the big thing. So I don't, I don't yeah. know. I don't, I don't think anything stands out right now. It's like, Oh man, if this guy, if he goes here, man, his value is going to skyrocket right now. I don't know. No, I, it'd be interesting. I just hear it all the time. I'm like, well, where do you want him to go? Like, where do you feel like he could actually go contribute? I did see that. I think the Seahawks could be interesting, but they're losing. Right. So like, is yeah. and they don't have a lot of draft capital, so they're not going to get, they give up that. That's what happens when your front office gives Jamal Adams the the one of the worst cover safeties in the league, uh, linebacker, two first round picks for the guy. So like you're not going to have that. So where are you going to go with him? I think it's an interesting, an interesting topic. I think Hines has value in dynasty later, but no, I in redraft, I'm out on Hines. Uh, I'm out. And uh, Marlon Mack probably should just be picked up by the the Texans. I feel like that'd be a good Texans move. They they like to stash uh, stash running backs, but uh, wide receivers. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a couple of these guys, uh, in, in a, in a group here. Um, I won't go through all their stats right now, but, uh, some, some concerns for, for all three, uh, let me know if you, you would cut any of these three, LaVisca Chenault, Miko Hardman, Henry Ruggs, kind of guys that have been iffy this season. Are, are you cutting any of these guys specifically out of those three, maybe all Hardman. three, maybe two, what, what, yeah. What do you think? I'd cut Hardman. I don't see Hardman playing a role in that offense. And if Bateman or someone like that's on there, that's fine. Uh, especially with the way that Chiefs offense is playing. I think they're going to go back to kind of that, the system of running the ball, especially if CEH comes back soon. Kelsey Hill, I think it's going to be in that area. And maybe Demarcus Robinson is going to play a little bit better. We'll see. We'll see how that whole offense looks like if they can get healthy. Uh, I, I'm still on the Ruggs train. I think Ruggs will be okay. I think that he he's going to be there. And LaVisca, I feel like you have to hold. And it's not that I'm a LaVisca guy because I'm really not. I haven't been. Everybody knows that. But I just, when that yeah. offense, I mean, they got to throw the ball to somebody. So at a certain, I mean, at a point, you would expect him to get the targets that you like to see. I know he's getting the targets. He hasn't really done much. I made a thing that I said he looked like a beefier Denard Robinson. Everybody laughed at him. But I would say, like, he is who he is, but if he if 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 they actually use him correctly, then fine. But again, they're using a corner, Jamal Agnew, as a as his role, so that doesn't give me a lot of hope for him. Yeah, I think uh, I'm I'm with you with a Hardman. Just seeing Byron Pringle, fourteen point three in week two, twelve twelve point three in week seven. Demarcus Robinson, thirteen point six week two, thirteen point six week six. Like 
there's no there's no clear cut guy to play, man. I and everybody wants him to be more of a thing than he's gonna be. Unfortunately, um, I'm hanging on to the other two. I think um, I'm gonna read off the the, the rest of this uh, list here. Give me give me one guy that stands out that um, out of these guys that for sure is a cut, unless they're all holds, and then we'll move on to the uh, mailbags here. But uh, Tyler Lockett. It's been been struggling, been struggling. I know Geno Smith might be a factor in that, but we've seen the ups and downs for Tyler Lockett before. Uh, Ronald Jones is the definitely the the B. There's no more one A one B. He's just the B in general. Uh, Julio Jones hasn't really Julio Jones in a little bit, and then uh, J D McKissick um, seems involved at times, and then other times not involved. Does any of those stand out to Hey, I'm cutting ties. So uh, again, Lockett, Ronald Jones. Julio Jones, uh, J.D. McKissick. Yeah, Ronald Jones is like 1C now, I feel like. I don't even yeah, think he's 1B yeah. anymore. I would get rid of Ronald. I would probably get rid of uh, – it's hard to say get rid of Julio. I'd, mm, I'd, I'd probably hold those guys. McKissick I'm going to hold, though, just because I don't know what's going on with Gibson's leg. So if Gibson's yeah, leg is legitimately hurt, I think you have to keep McKissick on your roster there. Tyler Lockett's an interesting one, too. I mean, he's been – he's non-existent. And Geno Smith is terrible. So as long as Geno's going to be there and that the whole area in that offense, I think they're going to struggle there. Uh, but I would probably hold all those guys except for Ronald. Yeah, Ronald probably shouldn't be on a roster right now. I think there's an interesting discussion to be had for Julio. What do you think of Julio? Julio, I think I, I'd still I'd still hang on to just because he's had the the hamstring issues, and I feel like he did score 18.8 in week two. He had 128 receiving yards. I, I feel like seeing that he still can do that. Gives me some hope that when he's 100% healthy, he can have one of those games again. The 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 issue comes into play of do I play him or not? And he's not projected very high right now across leagues. But um, just seeing a guy do things, I, I think I'll still hang on to him. Uh, Lockett, I had an interesting stat earlier. It's a small sample size, but he started the season through two weeks as the wide receiver two. And then uh, weeks three through seven, he's been the wide receiver 64. <laughs> Lockett, but again, I you don't cut Tyler Lockett. I don't think you cut him because at some point, I think Russell Wilson's going to be back. I, I think that means he's going to be able to play to the same sort of level he's, he's played before. Um, but yeah, I'm with you, Ronald Jones. He, there's no point. I don't see any point of uh, actually keeping keeping him. We we do have the uh, mailback questions. We'll, we'll try to run through three. Uh, three. Oh, my guy, Nick, he went through. So we're going to run through the mailbag questions as when my guy comes back uh, at some point. So I'll make sure I, I hold it on. I hold down the fort for him here. Ah, there he is. He is back. So so, so the issue, I told Kevin before the show, I printed off all my notes. You know, I got the the questions on there and I and I left them in my office and I didn't want to like ask somebody to like take pictures of them or something like that. So I have to keep swiping between uh, two screens and I swiped myself out of the show, but Kevin held it down for the uh 1.3 seconds I was out of there, but Kevin, mailbag question. You got time there. I was about to get some <laughs> you were. time there. You were. I was just nervous. I thought maybe you come on there and start <laughs> spitting out some controversial things, and then we both maybe. get canceled in the same just, day. I mean, it. It's <laughs> if it happens, it happens at this point. I think we're both on the same page. You know, whatever. But mailbag question. So we we got a couple. We'll run through them uh, pretty quick here. But uh, at Nandiri. NFL. So that's a non, uh, got to meet him at the expo. Really good guy. Uh, he, he asked, given the turmoil in Miami, Carolina and Houston and the rumors swirling surrounding Watson, Tua and Darnold, 
what are your dynasty values for each? So I'll run through quick thoughts on this, quick thoughts on this. Um, it's tough to gauge what to do um, in dynasty with Watson. I think that if you want to try to like go and trade for him while he's the low, like that's a very personal man- managerial decision in a startup draft for a, a dynasty. He goes all over the place because nobody really knows what to do. He's had phenomenal seasons, QB six, 2020 QB two in 2019 QB five in 2018. You don't drop him. If you actually roster him in, 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 uh, in dynasty, he's kind of hard to gauge because I feel like it doesn't matter what team he plays on. If he actually does play, I think he still should be a fantastic quarterback for fantasy. Um, I don't think on the same note though, I, I really, really don't think that these rumors affect two and Darnold. I don't, I, I actually think that this might be a cold take. This might be a cold take, but in super flex leagues for dynasty, I would be targeting both guys, even Darnold, even Darnold. And, and, and Tua, what, what stands out to me for Tua is that uh, he's been the QB3 the last two games combined. He threw for 80% on 40 attempts for four touchdowns last week. Like, Tua looks pretty decent right now. And I know Darnold has had these off weeks, but Darnold also, you know, lit up some teams this year. And I, I know that, you know, he hasn't been good recently, but he's also played pretty well. So I, I, I actually don't think just to – Stop my my rant here. I don't think Watson affects either of those two quarterbacks for Dynasty. And I think that both quarterbacks, and it might be like, oh, he's, you know, it's the easiest go-to route, but I actually think both quarterbacks are are there to stay um for let's say for the for for a few year window here. But uh any thoughts on that situation, any of those guys in general? What what's your thoughts here? It's it's a it's a weird subject because everybody's saying that you know Watson's taking one of these two guys' jobs or you know going to X or O. Yeah, I think you know for value wise, two is a first. He's a first round value to me. Like if you're if you're gonna do that, and he, he's a good fantasy quarterback too. He's he's gonna be fine. I love Tua. I think Tua's just been given the wrong end of the stick a little bit. So I, for me, and as far as value goes, Tua stays the same for me. Watson, I, and I have this. I just wrote this for fantasy pros. I just talked about it. So Watson's been moved up for all these people straight up. Ryan Tannehill, Mike Williams, Antonio Gibson, Derek Carr, a 2022 first, Zach Wilson. And that's all within the last two weeks. So his value is all across the board to me. Uh, like yeah. if you can get if you can get Deshaun Watson for Zach Wilson straight up right now, Holy yeah, shit. you should do that. Uh, you should if you can get that. I don't think you can. That's a bad manager. But if you can add something to it and get him, so to me, I'm I'm buying Watson from a fantasy perspective. I know he's got his other stuff going on, but yeah, to me and Darnold, you know what? I sold Darnold, and I'm a Darnold guy, but I'm not also stupid. I sold Darnold for Darren Waller in a league uh, in a 10 team. Yeah, league I mean, a couple weeks ago. So, like, if you can get value back, yeah, and you're playing with, uh, uh, you know, if he's your QB two right now, you're a little nervous. You got to get CMC back. Hope he can put up numbers and then he'll be solid. But the one thing about that owner, uh, I think it's Tapper or Tepper, whatever the hell you say it. He really wants to win, and so he's really going to move out and stuff. So you could be looking at this going. But I listened to the uh, the Move the Stick podcast. Mm-hmm. And they talked about that there could be 12 quarterbacks needed next year. And and I went through the list and realistically you can, they're not all going to come in this low class. The 2022 QB class is not great. Uh, as I know, I, I do a lot of Debbie stuff. So I, I can, I can be honest with everybody out there. You're looking at some interesting picks that are coming out there. And then now where does that come from? Darnold's going to start somewhere. 
I mean, even if he did get moved from the Panthers, which I don't think he will. Uh, so th- I, these values don't change to me. I think Darnold's has gone down a little bit. Watson and Tua, to me, their value hasn't changed. Yeah, I think we're on the same page there. That I don't think that the the rumors and the the, the targeted teams. I don't think it really affects uh, right now Tua or Darnold. Um, I think there's some other spots. I mean, like people have thrown out like Washington. Uh, that's a good you know landing spot for uh, Deshaun Watson or. Um, I don't know. People say Denver, even though Teddy Teddy Two Gloves is like okay at times. But uh, yeah, we're on the same page there. Uh, at FF Tyler O, another great guy. Got to meet him as well. Might this is a, an explicit podcast, so I can, I can read this. But he says my uh, my my dynasty team is dog shit. Who are your top players to target in rebuild? Um, do some players or some strategies come to mind for? Uh, a guy that realizes, Hey, you know, like my team's not good in dynasty. I got to figure out how to rebuild. Um, I will say on a side note, like don't rebuild for like 10 years. Cause then you're just, you're just saying you're rebuilding, you know, you're rebuilding. I'm sorry. Cause I've seen so many guys in, in dynasty leagues that I've, I I'm in, like I'm in rebuild mode and it's been like four years and your team still sucks. So yeah. like, what's, what's some strategies here? You know, to me, I, I go after proven assets. So if you rebuild, like one thing I actually do is like, I'll, if I'm in a rebuild, I, you know, I move my first and I'll get some guys that I know can compete. Like, you know, especially in, this, in the 2022 class. So I don't mind doing that. And I, I took this question a little different. I was looking at like maybe guys from each position that I would like go after. So Tua would be a guy that I would go after. If you're rebuilding and you have a first for next year and you need a quarterback based on the quarterback situation, unless it's going to be a top two pick, I would probably move that. And you obviously would wait until the season gets over and all that kind of stuff for value to go up. But I wouldn't mind targeting Tua. I wouldn't mind targeting Justin Fields and Trey Lance right now in quarterback situations. Both those guys' dynasty value has dipped a little bit. Uh, one thing I am doing, and I like to be you know transparent with everybody out there, I moved uh, Russell Wilson for Trey Lance and a first. So I'll do that. I'm getting out of the Russell train on a rebuilding team, and I believe in Trey Lance. So if you can do that, that'd be good. Uh, A guy, Bateman, would be a good guy. Probably should have done it earlier, but Bateman's a guy that I would go after if I'm rebuilding. And then also Jerry Judy, and you're a Judy guy. Oh, yeah. So if you can do that, you know, I saw Judy go for some questionable prices recently. If you can kind of get on that train, I saw him go for Zach Moss and Christian Kirk. If you can get that. If you can oh kind of get God. out there and rebuild, like you're not rebuilding with Zach Moss and Christian Kirk. So if no. you can rebuild with Judy, those are the type of guys I would go after. I would target those guys and, and just go through the rosters and look. That's how I would kind of rebuild. And remember, Dynasty doesn't mean you have to rebuild for three years, like you said. Like Nick, Nick's smart guy sometimes. Like you don't have to do that. It should be two years. Like you should just say, hey, I'm going to go for it next year. I didn't get it. All right, let me retool for a year and come back. And it, it's fast. It's quick. I rebuilt one of my teams. I literally won one game the first year. I was It was a bad team, injuries, all that stuff. I, I moved around, traded a lot of guys. I came back and I got second the year after. And I literally back to back. And so you can do it. You just have to be smart with those guys. And those are the guys I would grab. I think we're on the same page uh, with Bateman, at least, uh, there, because uh, I wrote him down as a guy. I, I looked at uh, two categories, and I, I really like some of the suggestions you made as well. And, um, again, look at your window when you're rebuilding, because like Kevin just said, he he, re, he was rebuilding and, and, and changed his team in a year. I actually did the same. Uh, Kyle August, uh, he's out on Twitter as well. He runs a, a league that uh, I sucked in last year, and now I'm one of the top seeds, and I just, like, shape things around. But um, Rashad Bateman falls into one of the two categories I wanted to touch on. But one is 
um, rookies that haven't really popped yet. So Rashad Bateman, I think people are starting to catch on, but he hasn't had that like 20 point week yet. So this still might be that window that you can get Rashad Bateman. Um, I still threw in like a guy like Elijah Moore or even Javante Williams. If people are not like super high on him because he, you know, he did score really nice last week, 17.7, I think it was, but the rookies that haven't like exploded yet. I think those are good targets, uh, especially if you had some faith in them before um, the season started after they were drafted. Uh, another category might be like potential free agents. Uh, we talked about Allen Robinson before. He might not be on the Chicago Bears next year. He might be in a good situation next year, or maybe the Bears get better. But like a guy like that, um, or a guy like Juju, Juju's hurt. I don't think he's going to be in the Steelers next year. Maybe he will, yeah. but I think he's on a one-year, right, for the Steelers? Yeah, he's, um, he's a free agent next year. Yeah, the, so I think looking at, and again, like, is that diving too deep? I mean, it's a Google search. You can just look at 2022 free agents and guys that are not, you know, getting the involvement you like them to, or maybe they're injured and they're going to be somewhere else next season. Maybe those are, are you know, certain guys that you want to target. And then again, the rookies that, you know, haven't necessarily popped. I think those are yeah. like the two categories I, I, uh, I think on when it comes to rebuilding. Um, yeah. And thinking and, outside the know, box. Sometimes, and sometimes you like, you don't necessarily need to trade away everybody. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it's okay to hold off for a year. You had some injuries, you dealt with some crap. I mean, unless your team is really bad. Like if you said it's dog shit, yeah. I, I hope it's not like complete dog shit. Like there should be some pieces there. It's okay to hold on sometimes, make a little bit of moves, wait till the rookie draft, see what you can maneuver. Uh, so I'm a big proponent of not rebuilding with draft picks. So that's me. I, I don't have a lot of draft picks. I, I really don't. On any of my teams, I like to kind of move them and go um, and, and attack the attack a rebuild a different way. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's the classic. Like if I'm rebuilding, I should be one of those teams that, you know, sends a screenshot to Twitter and says I got six first and three <laughs> seconds. And I mean, you can get you can do both. You can do both. We'll, we'll just put it out there. You can do both. You can find your your targeted players and then yeah. get some draft picks. But uh, next one here. uh you know, D Mendy asked, uh, that's our guy, David Mendy from, uh, from triple play, a good friend of ours. He, he asked me personally, what's my favorite basketball Jersey that I own? Um, I, I would say it's my Luka Doncic, uh, city Jersey, but I ruined it in the wash. Um, that was my mm. favorite. It's like all black. It's like pops out the logo. That was my favorite. I got a bunch. I actually got like two on the way right now. I have a, uh, Alonzo ball, uh, like uh, Chicago themed, Jersey coming. And then I, I went like super deep when I had a couple beverages one night and I, uh, I got a Isaiah Stewart Jersey coming in. I just get random jerseys all the time. But, uh, he asked you though, Kevin, Kevin, how much would he have to pay you to clean shave the beard? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, if you pay, there is no price tag. Uh, I, right. I, I, I never go clean shaven. I actually have a scar um, on my, my chin, uh, from a negative experience. So I don't go clean shaven. I like to hide it. So that's one of those things. Uh, so I, I'm not going clean shave. We'll see though. We're supposed to be hanging out in March. So we'll see how, 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 how drunk I get. What wasn't there like something that happened that you, you did have to clean shave or you just like cut, what'd you do? <sighs> wasn't this like last year or something you cut it down or was it all the way off or no? It wasn't all the way. Off. I had, a, I think I had a goatee still. Maybe I did cut all it all right. the way off. Maybe for a little bit. Yeah, I, I probably messed up when I was shaving, but never like purposely. I, I always got this. I got to keep it. Though. I got some receding hairline stuff going on. I need to make sure that I, I have some hair somewhere. I'm getting old. Same, same. Hit that, hit that thirty mark, and 
I, I just look like a 12 year old when I when I shave everything off. I, I did it recently because. All right, so we're back again. Here we go. So yeah, I will say my favorite basketball jersey is my Carmelo Anthony jersey from the Denver oh. Nuggets. First ever basketball jersey I ever had was Carmelo Anthony Nuggets jersey. He was one of my favorite players. That was actually uh, my brother Anthony's first jersey as well. My parents uh, bought both of us. I got the LeBron Cavaliers. He got the Carmelo. Um, wow, I think nice. they, they were like, Anthony gets the Anthony jersey. But uh, uh, let's go one more question here. At Shotgun Fantasy, one of my good friends uh, came up for my birthday as well this, uh, this past week. Great guy. That's Colin. Uh, across all of your leagues for each of us, besides a relative, who is your least favorite person to lose to and why? If they're on Twitter, shout them out. You got somebody that stands out that like I, I don't want to lose. I actually like have a couple guys that uh, come to <laughs> mind, but I, I don't I don't want to shout them out. So I'm gonna actually avoid that part of it. Um, and I would say somebody from my family, uh, but I'll I'll answer this uh, quick and, and let you think a little bit on this. But uh, he's one of them who asked a question, Colin, because we are extremely competitive and we we are always two guys across our home leagues that always go to playoffs. And for some reason, we're always in the same division. So one of us is not going to the championship every year. So Colin's one of them. Uh, there's a guy, Thor, who's in our fantasy leagues as well. Um, he is another guy, super competitive, that like talks to me about fantasy a lot. And I know that like when he wins, he's like pretty happy about it too. And uh, he's another guy. But I think like guys that just like annoy annoy me in, in some leagues, I'm not going to be like a, a jerk about it. I think we all just have those people that like, you butt heads with a guy and you just don't want to lose that, that fucking guy in a week. Like I, there's one league I'm, I'm leaving, I'm leaving this league. I've been in there for like three years and I've had all this drama and stuff, but there's like two guys that I've like verbally like gone back and forth with in there. And I'm like, I do not want to lose this guy. I just can't, I don't like losing in general. I, I talked to Kevin about losing like a lot of my soccer games this year. I just, I'm just a bad loser. So it, it's kind of a double edged uh, question there, but who comes to mind for you? So I can't give the name because I'll get canceled because he has a lot of followers and uh, he's got a big following, but he's a prick. So I'm just going to leave it at that. But we were in a league together and it was the first year we were in a league together and, uh, and it was an industry league last year. And I was nothing last year. I'm still nothing, but I was definitely nothing last year. I got like 300 followers at the time. My buddy had invited me in because, you know, I was a Debbie guy. And he, I made a pick in the league, and he just trounced it. Said it was the worst pick he's seen. All this stuff, and I, and it kind of rubbed me the wrong way because you know I was he, he did it because I didn't have a following, and he did it because he thought he could get out of me. So from that point, I have decided to make him my enemy. Now he doesn't know he's my enemy, but I, he is my enemy in every fantasy league. Whenever we play, I be sure to play him. And now I'm in this guy in a C2C league, so I play him twice a year. Because nice. we came in college side, NFL side. I have yet to lose to this guy, and I whooped his ass this year. And he is now, you know, not doing very well in this league. And I and I laugh, but you know, point of the story is don't be a dick to new people in the space. And also, like, no. you know, don't I, I don't I don't mind ribbing people and stuff, but he was like purposely going after me because of my following, and he thought he was gonna be funny. So now every time I play him, I win and I screen I send screenshots to the to Nick and these other guys. I say, Hey, look who I beat again. Uh, it is fun. It's fun to me. Uh, so I, I will say that. But other than that, I don't mind losing to like some people. I mean, I beat you, so I'm good with that this year. That that is true. I was in. I was gonna try to combat that, but uh, <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. Don't don't. This is a game again. This is a game. A game. We we ain't playing the NFL. We're not. 
we're not playing the actual sports. Uh, we're a bunch of people making educated guesses and stuff. And like, don't like, I'm trying to say certain things. You're not saying certain things. Don't, don't, don't be a dick at the end of the day because that, you know, you are a person that is in the fantasy community and you got 2000 or 3000 or 10,000 or 20,000, whatever followers on, on Twitter. Because at the end of the day, a lot of people don't give a shit. They don't, they don't. So don't like, uh, I can't even say the things I want to say, but, uh, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. I, I, I'd say just be humble in the space, be humble in the space, especially if you got people that play in leagues with you from back home or just, you know, in the industry or whatever, that should never be an impact on, on the way you act in your demeanor. I think that's just goofy because a lot of these guys act a certain way on the internet and they, they wouldn't do that shit in person. So I, I like that. I like that. Um, last thing we'll fly through and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll wrap the show up, uh, before either one of us get in some trouble here. So I said, start of the week, my, my guy initially after a 15 target game was T Higgins. But then I saw like four other people on Twitter say T Higgins is my start of the week. So I don't want to be like nobody else. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go a little bit deeper here, a little bit deeper. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Marquez Callaway against the bucks. And this is the reason I know it's kind of nasty. I know it's kind of nasty, but Eight and seven targets the last two games. One of them was for 24.5. So what I'm saying is seeing his targets continue to increase and seeing that the Bucks matchup is going to be one that has like a banged up secondary, not a really good secondary. The the game script is going to make Jameis Winston um, go back to his Buccaneer days against the Bucks and actually throw the ball like a ton in this one. I think Marquez Callaway scores 15 points. Let's say 15 points. Let's say 15, 16 points. And I think that means he's a good flex play this week. So um, if you are in need of a flex play, you don't really know who to plug in. My guy's going to be Marquez uh, Callaway. Um, okay. Any quick thoughts there? And then uh, your guy, Kevin. No, I like that. As long as Michael Thomas is not back. I mean, I don't know what's going on with Michael Thomas. I think he died. Yeah, uh, but, you know, uh, Callaway, if you, I like that sneaky play. Um, I'm going to definitely go chalk on this because, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to say start Kyle Pitts. That's my start of the week. Uh, he can't let me down, right? Hopefully. Uh, he's on pace to break the tight end record of every tight end record. Uh, I, I think that, you know, realistically, you're going to start every week, obviously. But I think that he could have a big game. I don't think he's put up tight end one numbers yet because I think last year, last week, Uzuma did, even though he put up what he did. He didn't score. So I think Uzuma oh, actually yeah. had just above yeah. that. So uh, I, I, I'll, I'll caveat this by saying he's going to be tight end one this week. Nine, 10, and eight targets uh, the last two weeks in a row, 23-plus fantasy points. Here's my last question before we wrap things up. Is he, is he the dynasty tight end one? Yeah, no question. No question. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's it's arguable at this point. I mean, he's, he, he's, he's unreal. He's unreal. Um, all right, that's it. That's it. So we got our, our – uh, Halloween kind of week episode here. Thank you guys for tuning in, whether it was live, you're still live, Facebook, Twitter, uh, iTunes, Spotify, all those good things. Really appreciate it. Uh, hopefully uh, you enjoyed our, our rants at times, but also some uh, some good decisions here on some cuts, some mailbags in uh, our last start of the week here. So catch us every single week on Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Central. Uh, Google what that is for your time zone. But uh Kevin, as we close things out, anything uh, else coming up for you this week you want to plug before we uh, we end the show? Oh, shoot. Yeah, you know what? If you like some basketball content and fantasy basketball, we're doing some stuff over at Triple Play. Uh, you know, we did a weekly waiver wire pickup. Uh, we're we're going to do that. And then uh, college basketball season's coming up. So if you're a basketball guys, we're going to be doing some some things on that side and, and excited. NFL-wise, you always check me out on Fantasy Pros and the Debbie Royale podcast. 
Absolutely. A big basketball guy myself. Um, started out one and zero in both leagues. I, uh, I'm, I'm excited about the year. I think it's a, it's a good sidecar to, to fantasy football. All you have to do is really pay attention. That's all you have to do. Set your lineups, pay attention. You're, you're good. Try out fantasy basketball. I think some leagues start like a week or two late. So go, go try that out. If you have not and make sure to check out Kevin and the triple play guys on that. Catch me on Sunday, uh, talking about some player prop bets on the fantasy points, extra points show. Um, Other than that, uh, you guys have a nice night. Uh, Enjoy your Halloween.